The storyline going into Tuesday night's series opener between the Wenatchee Apple Sox and the Bellingham Bells was that the league's, one of the league's most potent offenses was meeting one of the league's best pitching staffs. And in a way, one of those lived up to its billing, the other certainly did not. Hi everyone, I'm Joel Norman. This is another edition of the Apple Sox podcast as we're recapping the Apple Sox game from June 14th, 2022, looking back at Wenatchee's 7 to nothing loss to the Bellingham Bells. Wenatchee entered Tuesday night's game with an incredible offense. They've been off to such a really strong start to begin the season. The Apple Sox entered Tuesday night's action, tied for first in the West Coast League in batting average at 312. Their 74 runs scored were the third most in the league, and just frankly, everything the Apple Sox seemed to be doing with the bat was really impressive. You look back at that previous homestand for Wenatchee of these six games in non-league play, they won five of them, and in all five of those games, they scored at least five runs. Of course, twice going into double digits, picking up wins at home. However, after Tuesday's game, the Apple Sox are still looking for their first road victory of the season. They were shut out by the Bellingham Bells 7 to nothing. And as I mentioned at the beginning, in a way, one of the storylines going into the series ended up holding true. Bellingham had one of the best pitching staffs entering this three-game set. They had a 286 team ERA, second best in the WCL. And they were phenomenal. Their opponent batting average as well, entering that night, 169, second best. So their pitching staff lived up to its billing. Trevin Hope was fantastic. Shut down the Apple Sox bats with six scoreless innings. And the Apple Sox just couldn't get much going. It was a strange night for them. It feels like every game they've gotten into a hole at some point, and they've had to pick themselves up. And they've it's like you couldn't keep them down too long, but they didn't get any extra base hits. Uh, just not much going for Wenatchee in the game against Bellingham, and uncharacteristic of them considering how they've been able to compete. But given all those stats we just said about Wenatchee offensively, it gives me a lot of faith that they're, they're going to have a bounce-back performance at least Wednesday, maybe even Thursday. They'll, they'll be able to get things going offensively again. So the Apple Sonics have technically dropped back-to-back games. Now, Monday's non-league loss to the Northwest Star Academy doesn't count in the standings, but... I think for pretty much anyone in the dugout, you're, you've got a sour taste in your mouth two days in a row. And uh, Wenatchee hoping that perhaps they can put a couple of these games behind them and take game two against Bellingham on Wednesday at 6.35 p.m. One lone bright spot for the Apple Sox. Well, a couple of ones to note. Reese Leitenberg tossed a scoreless inning of relief. A nice bounce back for him after going two innings a week ago against Port Angeles and suffering the loss after giving up a two-out, two-run homer in that second inning. So nice work by Leitenberg. And on the other side of things, Michael Davini picked up another multi-hit game, his fifth of the season. He was two for four at the plate. And again, Apple Sox didn't have a ton going offensively. Davini had two of their five hits. Cole Miller had one in his first WCL game. Grant Sherrod had a base hit. C.J. Horn also had a base hit. But that was all. That was all five singles. Wenatchee struck out 10 times, only drew one walk, one batter was hit by a pitch. Just a really quiet night offensively for the Apple Sox. Well, before the game, I had a lot of reason to feel optimistic about this one. I certainly felt pretty optimistic after chatting with Brandon Ponce. He was coming off of a two-hit performance on Monday in the non-league game, and I did have a chance to catch up with him. Let's hear what he had to say prior to Tuesday's game against the Bellingham Bells. We're joined by a guy who's been busy in the field, Brandon Ponce. Brandon, you played third base last time was the first time this season yeah. a position you said you're familiar with you played first base you played left right you're DHing today yeah. you've also pitched 
What's that like, and how many different gloves do you have that, you know, you have to be prepared to pretty much be told you could be going anywhere on the field today? Uh, well, I mean, I like it. I told, coming in, I told Mitch, I mean, wherever kind of he needs somewhere to be, uh, someone to be, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm the guy for him. I can, I'll play wherever he needs me to be. And that's, that's just kind of how I like playing. I, I like moving around all the time. Yeah, and then um, it's just, I don't, yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun, yeah. Is it cool going to the park and not knowing some days where you might yeah, be? Yeah, for sure. Just, yeah. I like to showing up and like yesterday I was at third. I didn't know I was playing third base yesterday until yeah. I showed up. So I was like, all right, sounds good. I'll do it. Had, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. When you were signed, Mitch had told me, I think that third was your most natural spot. Is that correct? Or you played there the most? Was yeah. it something like that? Yeah, that's that's the one I told him I'm most familiar with. And that's the one I played the most. But yeah, I told him, wherever he needs me, just put me there. I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah. And it's a little ironic. You've only gotten there once and it was yeah. in a non-league yeah. game. What was that like getting back over there last night? No, I felt, it felt good. It kind of brought me back to where I was most comfortable. You know, that wasn't really, it's not like it was any, re- I mean, it wasn't any rest there, but I felt, I felt good over there. Yeah. It was a strange game last night. Tough first inning for you guys. Again, it was technically just an exhibition, so in a lot of ways it didn't matter. But I I felt like there was a sense of frustration afterwards with the team. Talk to me about that and how are you going to try to channel that into today's effort? Uh, Yeah, I mean, five errors in the first inning, well, it's always a tough one, especially especially for a guy like Connor who's from Chilean. You know, probably one of more of our help out there. So I think I think it's, I think it's I think we're a good enough team to where we can flush those things away and move on to the next game. And then so I think this game will be much more Apple Sox baseball. Yeah, yeah. What do you define Apple Sox baseball as uh, so far this year? So far, I mean, shoot, we rake. I don't know if you've noticed, we rake. We we can we can pitch it a little bit too. After the first Ben series, I think we've settled down. Yeah. We we can throw really good. I think we got a good, pretty good overall team. We play hard, you know. We pick each other up. So I think I think that's the good that's the good meaning of good Apple Sox baseball. It seems like you guys have already put that behind you. What was the coaching staff's message? You guys talked for a while after the game on the third base side. Well, kind of just like that. I mean, just put it behind us. I mean, it was a weird week, weird week of baseball when we started. So I think I think we did a pretty good job of putting it behind us, and I think we're moving on to you know, winning, winning, winning more games from now on. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, Brandon, you had two hits yesterday. All you have to worry about is hitting today. So oh, yeah. go get some more. Oh yeah, let's start. Thank you so much. Ponce had a tough night at the plate. 0 for four on Tuesday with two strikeouts, but. He has been a really solid hitter at times this year for the Apple Sox. I think he's still got his best at-bats still to come. He's had some big ones already, three multi-hit games for him. You might, I'm sure a lot of you, if you went to the game with a home opener, Ponce had a great opening night to remember at home, three for six that night with a grand slam. And I think he's going to have a really special summer here with the Apple Sox. He's already had some really big moments, but I think the best is still to come uh, with him. So had a chance to chat with him before the game, nothing afterwards after the shutout loss for the Apple Sox, but hoping to have a lot of good talks later this week with the team because obviously this Tuesday game is just, they, they ran to a hot pitcher. You know, Trevin Hope was rolling for the Bellingham Bells. He had had a really impressive year last summer for Bellingham as well, coming back this year, and sometimes that's going to happen. You're just going to run into a, a red-hot pitcher, and I think the the biggest questions now for the Apple Sox is, you know, they when's the next time they're going to get the performance like that? They've they've had some good pitching already, but you know, when are they going to get maybe a starter able to do that again? And then they've got to tidy some stuff up on the infield. Three errors on Tuesday night—that's been an issue to start this season. As Wenatchee is tied for the second most errors in the West Coast League now, with 21 on the season, tied with Springfield and Yakima Valley. Camelopes has committed the most at 23. So. Defense has got to improve a little bit for Wenatchee. That was something that hurt them last year, you might remember. The Sox in 2021 committed the most errors and also had the worst ERA. So those two things really hurt them. This year, I think their pitching's already a lot better than it was even a year ago. But 
after Tuesday's action, Wenatchee is kind of sitting to the middle to bottom part of the West Coast League. They have a 519 team ERA. That's good for 11th out of the 16 teams in the West Coast League. So I think a lot to still work on, but a lot still to see. We are really early on in the season for the Apple Sox. Is after Tuesday's action, Wenatchee is now sitting kind of in the middle of the pack in the North Division. They're back to 500 at 5-5, five and five, and they fall a game and a half back of the just red-hot Kamloops Northpaws. They're 8-5. and five. They're in first place. A lot of time still to come here, but you would love to see if the Apple Sox can get a couple here on the road against Bellingham. Wednesday night, the Apple Sox are going to send Quincy Vassar to the rubber to pitch against Randy Abshire, who's going to make his season debut for Bellingham. Vassar, for the Apple Sox, has had a couple of really solid appearances. First made an appearance on opening night, tossed an inning in two-thirds that night. Obviously, there was the power outage down in Bend, came back the next day, uh, got an out to finish up that seventh inning of the suspended game, and then, bigger part, the eighth inning of that suspended game. Gave up a couple of hits in the ninth. Both runners would come around to score after he left and an eventual Apple Sox loss. But then he sure bounced back. Four days later, got the start against Port Angeles. Vassar has six scoreless innings, allowed just four hits, two walks, and struck out eight. That was a 5 to nothing shutout victory. I was saying earlier, you know, when are we going to see the next big Apple Sox effort on the mound? Maybe that'll come again with Vassar towing the rubber on Wednesday night. 6.35 p.m., the first pitch of that one. From Joe Martin Field. Of course, you can catch the action by listening live to the Apple Sox Radio Network. Go to KCSYFM.com. Well, this is Joel Norman chatting after the Apple Sox lost 7 to nothing to Bellingham. And we will have another podcast coming up for you tomorrow and hopefully after a big Apple Sox win. Thanks for tuning in. This has been the Apple Sox Podcast.